Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God for he, whoever comes to God must believe, must believe, must believe, must believe. That means our coming to God is based on our belief system. Our belief system has to change. We have to believe that God is. We have to believe that God will do what he says he will do. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 and 6 the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 and verse 6 are you there? I read it says by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God verse 6 but without faith I want you to underline the the word for he pleased God in verse 5 verse 6 says but without faith it is impossible to please him that is God for he that cometh to God must believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm sharing with you on the message I have titled Faith for Open Doors. Faith for Open Doors. The Christian walk is a walk of of faith. That's why the Bible says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. Our walk is a walk of faith. And to be able to have access to everything that God has for you, you have to walk by faith. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, Verse 38, it says, the just shall live by faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So that means with faith in our hearts, there is no door that can be shut against us. 
when we walk by faith, we please God. And when you please God, God opens the doors for you. When you please God, God will open every door for you. That's why the Bible says that by faith, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5, it says by faith, Enoch was translated that he might not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. That was his testimony. His testimony was that he pleased God. And every time you please God, God will do a new thing that he has never done before. Up until this time, nobody, including Jesus, nobody, including Jesus, have gone to heaven bodily. No one can enter into heaven with their bodily flesh. Heaven can be accessed only by your spirit. I want you to follow me tonight. Heaven can only be accessed by your spirit. But the Bible says because Enoch pleased God, God physically and bodily translated him from here into heaven. Because he pleased God, God translated him physically, spirit, soul, and body from the earth realm into the heavenly realm. So when we get to heaven, all of us will be spirit beings, but we'll seek will see Enoch as not only a spirit being but possessing spirit, soul, and body. Why? Because he pleased God. That's a secret. Because he pleased God. Every time you please God, God will do a new thing with you. Every time you please God, God will do a new thing with you. Now, how do I please God? How do I please God? To please God, I have to walk by faith. That's why Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you want to please God, you must walk by faith. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. Get this. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. So when you walk in faith and your faith is pleasing God, God will translate you from the earthly realm into the spiritual realm. God will translate you from the physical realm into the realm of the supernatural. Some of us, by the grace of God, are operating in that realm. Operating in the realm where the mind of men don't understand. Faith 
pleasing God completely. You please God and every time you please God, God will smile on you. Every time you please God, he will smile on you. That's why I was not called into ministry to please man. <laughs> I'd rather please God and displease men than to please men and displease God. That's why my life is a life of faith. You have to understand this. The moment you start pleasing God by walking in faith and by faith, God will change your level. God will change your level. And when that level is changed, the whole world will see the complete manifestation of that change of level. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. So that means every time we operate in, in no faith, we are displeasing God. So ask yourself this question, how many times have you displeased God today? How many times have you displeased God this month? How many times have you displeased God in your walk with him? If you want to please God, you have to walk by faith. <laughs> you cannot walk by sight and please God. That's why the Bible says that spiritual things are spiritually designed. Now, to please God, you will always displease man. How many of you know that? The moment God instructed Abraham, go and sacrifice Isaac, your only son, if Abraham had told Sarah. Sarah will say, what? Old man, you are out of your mind. We've waited over 25 years for this baby. And you said you want to please God by sacrificing our only child? The Bible says Abraham counted God faithful. You see, pleasing God was when we had a church in London and the church was flourishing. God said, move. <laughs> That's pleasing God. To a place where I knew no one. I knew no one. I knew nobody. I didn't know what he was going to do. But in obeying him in accordance to the word of faith, when I moved to this area, I saw the growth of the church on a new level. That's why right from here, branches have been planted. The church has expanded here quicker than when I was in London. Faith, faith, faith. You have to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to walk by faith and not by sight. You have to walk by faith and not by sight. And sometimes when God speaks to you in faith, even your, your body will fight it. Your mind will fight it. Your mind will tell you this doesn't make sense. And that is the truth. How can God tell Abraham, go and sacrifice your only child? Does it make sense? Sacrifice your only child that you had at the age of 100. 
A child that you have been believing God for for years, your only child at the age of 100. How can God possibly ask for that? But that's faith. Faith does not appeal to the natural mind. Write it down. Faith does not appeal to the natural mind. Faith does not appeal to the natural mind. So if we are going to please God, we have to walk by faith. Do you know that many people come to God without believing God is? Do you know that many people come to God without believing that God can do what he says he will do in their lives? Many of us confess scriptures of healing, but we actually don't believe that God will heal us. We confess that God is going to prosper us, but we don't really believe that he's going to prosper us. So we are walking with God, not walking by faith, but by fear and unbelief. There are two things Jesus marveled at. Two things. He marveled at the people's unbelief and he marveled at their great faith two extremes. When you are supposed to walk in faith and walk by faith and you walk in unbelief, God marvels at you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Today God will open the doors for you. The doors that you've been knocking on for years today, God will open those doors. Let me hear living amen. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So the Bible says that but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he, whoever comes to God must believe, must believe, must believe, must believe. That means our coming to God is based on our belief system. Our belief system has to change. We have to believe that God is. We have to believe that God will do what he says he will do. We have to believe that God can never lie. And so therefore when he says it, he will cause it to come to pass. We have to believe him. Despite what is happening around us, we still have to believe him. You have to understand how God operates. Once you believe God, you have let go of the driving steering of your life to God. And say, God, I believe you. God, I believe you. Don't put your belief or your trust in men. Don't put your belief or your trust in the economy. It will fail you. Don't put your trust and your belief in your investment. It will fail you. Believe in God. Believe God. Believe God knowing that no matter what is happening on around you, what God says will come to pass. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Believe God. Because God cannot lie. I said God cannot lie. He is not a man that he should lie. God cannot lie. I said God cannot lie. It doesn't matter how long you wait. God cannot lie have to know that without conviction knowing that once God says it 
I know he will come through for me. Once he says it, I know he will come through for me. It doesn't matter how long it takes, he is going to come. It doesn't matter how long it takes, God is going to show up. It doesn't matter how long it takes, God will come through for me. And I believe God, that God is coming through for you. He will come through for you. And what he will do in your life, no man will take the credit for it. No man will take the credit for it. They will see the hand of God. They might not like it, but they will see the hand of God in your life. They will see the miracle working hand of God in your life. They might not like it, but God will open that door anyway, anyhow. God will open that door. You might be down. You might be in a situation where it seems as if this door cannot be opened. But I know the God that I save. He's a prayer answering God. He's a prayer answering God. It doesn't matter how long it takes. He will come through and open the door for you. Paul and Silas were captured and put into jail. For the preaching of the gospel. Sometimes we suffer persecution for serving God. But whilst they were in prison. The Bible says that at midnight. Paul and Silas. They started praising God. They started praying and said father we thank you. In the midst of this we thank you. In the midst of this close environment. Father I worship you. Father, I give you praise. Please never allow any situation to sit on your joy. Never allow anyone to sit on your joy. Never allow no devil to sit on your joy. Wherever you find yourself, praise God. Wherever you are in your life, praise God. Because as you keep praising him, he will send his angels to open the prison doors. Hallelujah! Glory be to God. And I see that door being opened. That business door, God is opening it. That relationship door, God is opening it. That miracle you are believing God for, he will open it today. I say he will open it today. In the name of Jesus. And when he opens it, no man can shout. In the prison, Paul and Silas, they were praising the Lord. They were praising the Lord. In the prison, they were singing his goodness. In the prison, they were saying, for the Lord is good. And his mercies endureth forever. The Lord is good. And his mercies endureth forever. How can you sing his goodness in prison? How can you sing his goodness in a strange land? But if you understand the God you serve, in the prison and in the strange land when you sing his goodness you have no choice but to see his goodness there was a testimony of a lady who was believing God for a child for years and she went into offices testifying testifying of the goodness of the Lord 
And then one gentleman looked at him and said, do you believe God is good? You are saying God is good. You believe God is good? If God is good, is having babies a good thing? She said, yes. I said, if your God is good, why has he not given you babies? Because she's been married for years, believing God for a child, and nothing was happening. And she stepped out and said, Father, did you hear that? They are not mocking me, they are mocking you. You are my father, you are the miracle worker. You are the baby maker. And in that same month, that same month, the woman took seed. And today she has a, has a child. Now, let them mock you. But don't allow their mocking to stop you from praising him. <laughs> when, when we started a church and I was preaching to empty chairs, they were laughing at me. They were mocking me. They said, oh, this young man, what is he up to? He's up to nothing. They were mocking me. But the more they were mocking me, the more they were laughing at me, I was preaching with all my strength. I was preaching and sweating. And then one day, I started seeing the God that I serve drafting in great multitude. Great multitude. Great multitude. And to the glory of God, this church, Solution Chapel International, is the largest church in Crawley and West Success. How did it happen? They were mocking me. I despise their mocking and I please my God. Let them mock you. But very soon, they will come to you for an advice. Let them laugh at you, but very soon, they will come and ask, what is the secret? Show us what you are doing. And that is where solution is coming to. They might be laughing at us, but very soon, very soon, I said very soon, solution. They will see the glory of God manifest in this church. Every single member of this church will be working in the blessing. They will be working in the blessing. And no devil can temper with your blessing. In the name of Jesus. What is the secret? The secret is to please the Lord. Enoch pleased God and God broke protocols. That's the secret. Don't please your wife. Don't please your husband. Please God. When you wake up in the morning and God gives you a song, praise him. Sing a song of praise unto him. I'm not here to please man because man didn't call me. You didn't call me. It's God who's called me. At the end of the day, I'll stand before him and account for everything. I'm not going to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant from men. But from who? From God. <laughs> so who do I please? God or man? God, of course. Enoch pleased God. And God translated him. God said, this level of pleasing Enoch, I have to change your location. And somebody is coming to that season. I said, somebody in this church is coming to that season. Where God is going to translate you and change your location from Lodibar into a place of limelight. 
God is bringing you out of obscurity into the king's table. God is bringing you from eating with dogs and with pigs to eating with kings. To advising kings in the name of Jesus. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. I said, God is a rewarder. And how many of you are ready for the rewards this month? How many of you are ready for some rewards this year? God is going to reward you. Men will be shocked at the reward. Let me hear living amen. Let me hear living amen. I said God is going to reward you and men will be shocked at the rewards. Let me hear a living amen. I said God is going to reward you and men will be shocked at the reward. God is going to reward you and men will be shocked at the reward. In the name of Jesus. There's been times I've gone to restaurants eating and I have tipped the waitresses more than they earn a day. <laughs> more than they earn the whole day. Somebody is here. That's a man's tip. But can you imagine God giving you a tip? Can you imagine God rewarding you? just for pleasing him. Somebody is here. God is going to reward you and that reward will take 40 years to finish. That reward will take 40 years to finish. Are you ready, solution? Are you ready, solution? I don't know about you, but I came to preach to myself today. I came to preach for, to myself today. If you are not going to receive that reward, I receive it. I receive that reward. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when you seek him diligently, he'll reward you. You don't seek God haphazardly. You don't seek God casually. That's why I don't like people who are casual around me. I'm not playing here. Do you think I'm playing here? No. Do you think I'm playing here? If I were to be playing in this church, this church would not be where it is. <laughs> the Bible says that when God told Nehemiah to build the walls, when they were building the walls, they had troughs in one hand, they had sword in the other hand. You don't build anything great without having a sword in the other hand. <laughs> you have the Bible in one hand and you have a sword in the other hand because whilst you are trying to build something great, there will be those who want to destroy it. That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. I remember when I was preaching at Margaret's wedding, I told her that every title has to be defended. When she was single, she had to defend that title as a single lady. Because as a single lady, you have all kinds of men coming for that title. 
those who are married, who have married four wives, one to you. Those who have ten children, they are coming for that title. You have to defend it. Now, don't think the moment you graduate, you have a belt from singlehood to marriagehood, you will not have people coming for that title belt. <laughs> Even the, the title marriage has to be defended. Because this is why I tell you, when your husband is in the house, there are some other things fighting for his attention. There's a lady on the TV do, doing catwalks. <laughs> you better watch her in the church praying that that TV will get spoiled. <laughs> Whatever is taking him away from the house of God, that thing must be destroyed so he must be there. You have to defend every title you have. Every title. You see, that's why many people think that the Christian walk is a walk of no fight. You have to defend it because there are those who are coming casually. The Bible says that in the last days, many will creep in unaware. Someone has come to your, your, your life and said, oh, this is my best friend. Huh? He's coming for your husband. <laughs> Open your eyes. He's coming for your wife. You'll never leave a fish with a cat. No matter how much you trust that cat. You'll never leave a fish with a cat. And went to a wife is enough. I said, oh, this is my best friend, you know. We went to school together. We were classmates. We slept on the same bed. Eh? And she's still single. <laughs> and you are married. And you can't say, oh, hello, hello, how are you? Oh, you're all right, I love you. Your husband is nice. Yeah? <laughs> well, we got married. You know, my wife and I, we got married. Fresh young couples. We had one of my wife's friends who came to visit. She came to visit. And we gave her our bed. Then we were sleeping in a in a one-bedroom apartment. And we gave her our bed. She had traveled and come and said, oh, I'm coming to visit you newly wedded couples. You know? She came to sleep on our bed. We gave her our bed. We were sleeping in the, in the lounge. One day my wife went to work and this lady went inside the shower and she bathroom, she left the door open. I said, hey, this one, this one is coming for them. She wants to eat what her friend is eating. I said, hey, this one, no, 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 you have to go. You pack and go. Get into the house. I said, I said, hey, what are you doing? Why have you left the door open? He said, I'm oh, sorry. I said, devil. The devil is alive. <laughs> are you following me? Every title you have, you have to defend it. Have you seen my title when he got the heavyweight title? He went sleeping. Everybody wanted to fight him. The moment you have a title belt, Everybody is coming, so I have to learn to defend it. 
Do you think it's everybody who is happy how this church is expanding and exploding and working in the blessing? Come on now. It's not everybody. So we build with trolls in our hand. We build with sword in the other hand. The sword is meant for people who are coming casually to destroy what God is building. That's why I don't allow casualty around me. Because if you serve God casually, you become a casualty. You want to become like Enoch, you have to do what Enoch did. He was translated. Why? Because he pleased God and he served God diligently. Diligently. You can't say, oh, this is, this is UK now so I can come to church as a when I like. I will serve God. No, 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 no. Diligently. The same God of Enoch is the same God of today. Listen. Do you want an advice? Listen to this advice. Do you want God to reward you? I can't hear your yes. Do you want God to reward you? Seek God diligently. Seek God how? Diligent. Because don't follow somebody. You follow somebody, they'll lead you to hell. Are you following me? Don't follow somebody who is serving God casually. Follow those who are serving God diligently. That's why I'm here every weekday. You think sometimes I don't get tired? Oh, I get tired. You think it's easy to, to be preparing messages, preaching to all these churches, preparing messages for all these churches? You think it's easy to lead all these branches across the world? Come on now. Yeah, sometimes I'm tired. I want to, you know, stay in my bed and sleep a little bit. But it only takes diligence to receive rewards from God. So I come diligently. Not expecting who is going to be here. Only one person I want to be here. And that is God and his presence. When he is here with his presence. That's more than enough. That's why on a daily basis we encounter his presence. You don't encounter the presence of God casually. As Moses Ask Elijah, ask Elisha, ask those who had an encounter with God if they ever had an encounter with God serving him casually. God never rewards casual people. God never rewards those who don't seek him diligently. God only rewards those who seek him diligently. God only rewards those who seek him diligently. So if you want a reward, seek God diligently. You might come back from work tired, drive to church. You don't know when your word will come. You don't know when your word will come. The day He's meant to visit you. You don't know when because he said, I'll come like a thief in the night. So you have to be ready all the time because 
He can come at any time. walking open doors we have to seek God diligently through the pain seek him diligently sometimes it might be through divorce seek him diligently because he's the only one who can help you he's the only one who can restore their brokenness of heart he's the only one who can heal that brokenness through all the situations seek him diligently Never allow any situation to take you away from God. Never. Never. There are times I go through stuff, but I still come to church and preach as if nothing is happening. You have no idea. Say, if you heard the testimony later, I said, so pastor was going through all this. <laughs> is he normal? Is he a normal human being? Yeah. Yeah. When my son was in theater, I was out evangelizing. My son was in theater. Does it make sense? I was out serving the Lord because I know it's the Lord's business. Come on now. Come on now. We go through the fire and we come out, but you will never smell fire on us. You will never smell fire on us because we serve him diligently. We serve him diligently. You are not my rewarder. God is my rewarder. I have tasted of his goodness to be unfaithful to him. God has been too good to me. For me never to seek him diligently. You have to understand how God operates. Hallelujah. So quickly as we get ready to close. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Are you receiving this? Yes. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. I read. It says, And to the angel Revelations chapter 7, sorry, chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. I read. It says, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things said, he that is holy, he that is true, he that have the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shut, and shut, and no man openeth. I know thy works, Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut. Say amen to that. Amen. It says, for thou hast a little strength. Notice that. Thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. So God can see through your little strength. God can see that through your little strength, you are still diligent in pursuing after him. God is not looking for you having a great strength. He said, though you have a little strength, you have kept my word and you have not denied my name. 
So that means God is the only one who opens the door. And when God truly opens the door, no man can shut it. That's why I said, I have the key of David. There's only one person who holds the key to your destiny. His name is Jesus. And when he opens your destiny, no devil can shut it. When he opens that door, nobody can shut it. He said, I have opened the door and no man, no woman, no institution, no organization can shut that door. Are you scared? Are you threatened? Be still and know that he is God. He has the keys. Your enemies don't have the keys. <laughs> Nobody has the keys of the church growth of this church. It's in the hands of God. The keys of the properties of this church is in the hands of God. Not in the hands of men. The key of prosperity of this church is in the hands of God. Not in the hands of men. Please understand what I'm saying. Because if you don't get this, you miss God. Because man will always request something from you before they give you something. They say, you want that promotion? We have to do the thing. The devil is a liar. That's why the Bible says promotion does not come from the south, from the east, or from the west, but from the Lord. He sets up one and he pulls down another. Your promotion doesn't come from man. Don't look up to man. Look up to God. You are believing God for an open door. Don't go to man. Go to God. He is the one who has the keys. Why are you going to the wrong person? Why are you going to the caretaker instead of going to the owner of the property? (laughs) He owns the land. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns the land. He owns everything. The earth is the Lord's and everything therein. He owns it. So go to your father who owns it. He said, I have the keys of David. And when I openeth no man. What does no man means? No man means no man. <laughs> no man means what? No man. No man can shut the doors of this church. No man. No government can shut this church down. No man means no man. Because it's God who opens it. It's God who opened the doors of this church. No man can shut it. That man is not born. And any man who tries to, he will go. God will destroy him. Any man, any woman, anyone, anywhere who tries to touch this church will go mad. They will not die. They will go mad for everybody to see that when you touch the things of God, he will deal with you. 
And not only you, it goes to first, second, third, and fourth generations. Don't play with the things of God. Don't play with the church of God. Don't play with the house of God. That's why I'm not casual around the things of God. Uzzah tried to help God and he died. You can't help God. You are a man. Who are you? When were you born? God was in the beginning before the beginning. Come on now. He was there before you came. So how, who are you to say, I'm going to help God? He said, I opened the door and no man can shut. I don't know what doors you are believing God for. I decree those doors open now. Let me hear a living amen. I decree those doors open now. I decree those doors open now. And no man can shut those doors in the name of Jesus. doesn't only open, he shuts also. When he shuts, no man can open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are some people God will shut them out of your life because they are not meant for your future. I was listening to a man of God and he said he proposed to a lady and you know, that one day the lady came to him and said, um, there's this guy in Italy, my ex-boyfriend, he sent me a letter and he said he wants to take me to Italy. <laughs> it was 30 years ago. And this man of God, well, he had nothing. You know, young man just preaching the gospel powerfully just happy go lucky you know looks like he has no future and this lady thinks he's not going anywhere and said okay so he thought the lady was joking before he realized you know her, she's done her passport you know and then they go for the visa and then he said okay I'm going today this date he said he went to the airport and he was crying he said this lady I loved her, but she's gone for somebody in Italy. Now, he was in Africa then. So, you know, he didn't allow that to destroy him. He still went about preaching. And one day he went for an all night, he was preaching. And then, as he was laying hands on people, there was a particular lady, he got there. <laughs> Where he laid hand on the lady, the lady fell down. He said, Bring her back, bring her back. He laid hands on her again and she fell. They said, Bring her back. She laid hands on her again and she fell. He said, Bring her back. I said, After the service, see me after the service. <laughs> the man of God said, See me after the service. After the service, they had a conversation. Asked, Where do you live? The lady told, him where where she lives and then the following week the following week he went there and said the Lord has sent me with a word for you you know that word is I have to marry you I have to marry you you know blah 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 
the long story cut short, 30 years ago, this man of God married that lady, and today they are happily married for over 30 years. The first one who left and went to Italy, he has taken this lady, his wife, to Italy. They've traveled abroad. They've been to the best places. They have one of the largest churches in that country today. She said no, and so what? And you are crying. He said no 30 years ago, and so you are crying. Come on, move on. God shut that door. Who knows if that lady had married this pastor today, we wouldn't have heard of him. She would have destroyed the church because all she wanted to go is go to Italy. <laughs> Be careful those who are in your life who come just for the things you have. They are not your true fair friends. So he says he, he opened it and no man shut. He shut and no man opened. So that means God will shut certain doors. When he shut those doors, praise him. Thank him. There have been things God have done in my life that didn't seem okay at that time. But I thank him for it. And I look back and I say, thank you, Father. Thank you. God is going to open some doors for you within the next 30 days. There are going to be supernatural doors within the next 30 days that you yourself will be amazed. Within the next 30 days, I'm speaking prophetically, God is going to shut some doors. Don't cry. Don't weep. God is going to take some people out of your life. Don't cry for them. They are not destined for your future. There might be one little door God will open. And that is all the door you need. And within the next 30 days, God will open that door. I said God will open that door in the name of Jesus. I love what God said. God said, I know thy works. What work is God talking about? What are your works? Does God know your works in the same in, in his house? What are you doing in the house of God? Do you just come and go? He said, I know your works. God only rewards our works. Remember, faith without works is what? Dead. What are your works? God says, I know your works. If God comes to your house today, does he know your work? Does he know your works? That's why he said, I have set before thee an open door. I, the Lord, I have set before you an open door. So that means it's God who sets the open doors before us. And when he sets the open door, no man can shut it. Why? Because it takes the strength of God to open that door. And there is no man or no one stronger than God to close that door. I love what God said about the church in Philadelphia. He said, you have little strength. This door that we are talking about is not opened by human flesh. It's not opened by human strength. It's opened by the strength of the Lord. But in spite of our little strength, he said, you have kept my word. 
in spite of your little strength, keep the word. Be a keeper of the word of faith. When God gives you a word, take that word and keep it. For all this year, I've been running with the word of God, not with the word of man. Keep that word. Sometimes when you come to church, you hear the word. You hear the word. Like Pastor, Pastor Zama was teaching on Sunday, I'm sure, she spoke about the logos and the rhema word. Sometimes through the preaching of the word, you will hear a rhema word. Take that word, run with that word. Wage warfare with that word. Pray over that word. Believe God over that word. Prophesy that word. And one day you see the manifestations of that word. Keep the word of God. Don't allow anything to take you out of the word. The word of the Lord that opened the door must be constantly maintained. Maintain that word. Remind yourself of that word. The Bible says that thou hast not denied my name. In other words, don't be ashamed of God. When you stand before people, tell them it's God who opened this door. It was the Lord who did this. It's not man. There is no man behind the growth or the success of this church. Yes, we will pray. Yes, we will fast. Yes, we will do all the things. But Acts 13, 44, the Bible says that the next Sabbath day, Almost the whole city came for to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Listen, charisma opens the door, but character will keep you in the door. Finally, as we close, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. Paul said, for a great door and an effectual door is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. A great door and an effective door has been opened unto me, but there are what? Many adversaries. That means don't enter the doors that God opens for you without wisdom. It's not everybody in that door who is your friend. For instance, when you start working in a company today and then you're all of a sudden promoted and you're the manager and then people who have been there for 10 years, 20 years and you think they are your friends. They are not your friends. They might smile with you. They might laugh with you, but they are not your friends. Walk in wisdom. Wisdom is important. Jesus said, I'm sending you a sheep among wolves. Why would he send us a sheep among wolves? Wolves, number one, meat is sheep. But it takes wisdom to be able to maneuver around the wolves. You need the wisdom of God. And today, I impart unto you the wisdom of God. I said, I impart unto you the wisdom of God. Receive the impartation of wisdom. Wisdom to scale new heights. Wisdom to operate in high levels. Because what you have to understand is sometimes God opens the door, but it is us, our own nature and character that shuts the doors against us. We don't know how to relate with people. He's opened a great and ineffectual door, but there are many adversaries. <laughs> there are many enemies. 
That's why you don't take everybody to your bedroom. And say, oh, this is my bedroom. Oh, come and see. <laughs> you don't open your bank account to everybody and say, look at how God is blessing me. Every night when I sleep, money is flowing in. Come on now, you need wisdom. You need wisdom. You don't show forth your brand new car to everybody. Sometimes you need to park very far away from the church. Praise God. They say, how did you come to church today? I walked. <laughs> Amen. You don't know, care. I say, praise the Lord. Because don't forget in the church, witches and wizards are there. Read Job chapter 1 and chapter 2. When the children of God appeared before God, Satan also was there. So in the church, there are witches and wizards. They said, praise the Lord. Hey, the Lord is good. He is Jehovah, Jehovah. His name is Jehovah El Shaddai. Look at what he has done. Look at the keys to my new BMW X6. Look, come and see. After the service, I'd like you to come and let's do a test drive. <laughs> you lack wisdom. As I've been here, I've been believing God for a little Fiat car. I didn't get it. You just came and you got an X6. Now, I'm not insulting anybody who drives Fiat in the church. Praise God. You know, Fiat is a great car. Amen. I love Fiat. <laughs> Do you have Fiat? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As I praise the Lord. There are seasons. Today we might be on fiat. Tomorrow you will be where God wants you to be. Hallelujah. I said, come, let's go and do test drive. I said, hey, okay. <laughs> and then he enters into that car and then he sees a wall. He drives a brand new car straight into the wall. <laughs> come on, you need wisdom. I'm telling you, you need wisdom. Sometimes you need to pack the car far. Far. Praise God. But despite the witches and wizards, God will still bless you. Amen. I said God will still open that door. God will still increase you. And no man can shut the door in Jesus' name. Did you receive it today? Let's give Jesus some praise. Let's give him the loudest praise. The highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. We're just going to pray a bit. Let's pray for the next two minutes. Let's just pray in the spirit. You heard, you heard a word. You heard something that you believe is for you. You heard it. God spoke to you. You heard it. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit.
That open door you are believing God for. Begin to thank him for the open doors. Begin to thank him for the open doors. Thank him for those open doors. Father, we thank you. We thank you for opening the doors. Thank you for opening the doors into the cities for this church. City of London, city of, 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 of the U.S., city of America, city of Africa, all the cities in Africa, thank you. All the cities in Europe, thank you. Thank you for opening the doors into cities in Asia for this church. Thank you, Father. Thank you for opening the nations. Oh, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you for opening business doors, family doors, institutional doors, governmental doors, music doors, media doors, doors in education. Thank you, Father. Doors in the filming industry. Doors in the airline industry. Thank you for opening the doors. Doors in church growth. Mighty doors. Major doors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you for the doors. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for opening those doors. We give you praise. That door that we have been believing you for, thank you for opening them. And we know without any shadow of doubt that we'll give you all the glory. Thank you for opening the doors into the seven mountains. Doors in media. Doors in the filming industry. Doors in education. Doors in in government. Thank you for opening financial doors. Thank you, Lord, for opening doors of favor upon us. Thank you for opening land and real estate doors. Thank you for opening the aviation doors. Thank you, Father, for opening doors in nations for us. We give you praise. Thank you for the television doors. Thank you, Lord, for the radio doors. We thank you, Father, for business doors. We give you praise. We honor you because there is no one like you. Thank you for opening doors for this church into nations. National doors. Doors into cities. Doors into the hearts of men and women. Doors into nations. Continental doors. Father, we thank you for opening those doors. Thank you for opening doors of promotions. Doors of promotions. Doors of healings. Doors of healings. Doors of increase. Doors of abundance. Father, we thank you for those doors that you have opened unto us. No man can shadow doors. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That door is open. I said that door is open. That door is open. In the name of Jesus.
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.